0: Hey, listen, if you haven't heard yet, postage rates have changed again. You know what that means. The post office is even more crowded than usual. That's why you need Stamps.com. With Stamps.com, you'll eliminate all those time-consuming trips to the post office. Everything you can do at the post office, you can do right from your desk. You could be wearing your underwear. It doesn't matter. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer and printer. You heard me correct. And Stamps.com always updates the postage rates for you automatically. So you'll always get exactly the postage you need the instant you need it. You'll never have to go to the post office again. We've been using stamps.com here at Loveline for months. No, no, years. It's so convenient. Right now, use our promo code LOVELINE for the special offer. No risk trial plus $110 in bonus offers. It includes a digital scale and $55 free in postage. That's right. It's like handing you $55. Don't wait, go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Loveline. That's stamps.com. Enter Loveline. Do it now.
1: The following program is a podcast1.com production. And here it is. Yeah, buddy. Yeah,
0: buddy. Uh, it's the Mike and Dr. Drew show, live from the Podcast <laughs> One Studios.
2: Uh, so Mike, yeah. You're in physical pain? It hurt my back lifting weights. Well, now, I thought you'd done. You're done with the heavy heavies. I well, I didn't.
0: Well, I wasn't even going that heavy. What happened? I was squatting and I got to the bottom of a squat, and I was. I like I said, I wasn't even going. I was doing like some high rep stuff, and I was uh, at the very bottom of it, and I felt like a pinch in my lower back. Uh oh! And then when I re racked the weights, I went to walk away, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like oh, I really no. hurt my lower back. Yeah. Oh crap! If you pull out a disc, did you get numbness or tingling down your leg? Um no, it's just sure. it's pretty much isolated to the left side of my lower oh. back. This getting old shit has got to go. Yeah, it's that's the bottom, bottom line. I'm still fucking
2: with my shoulder constantly, constantly, effing with it. Ah, oh, Jesus.
0: It's um, it yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's like it's part of life, and and uh, you got I got to get used to it, and I got to start. Like I keep doing things where I'll give the responsible adult in me a peek. I'll give it a little taste of what it's like to be responsible, and then I, yeah. and then after a while, I just go back to doing me, me completely dumb shit. You know, me trying too. to like defy logic.
2: Yep. But that's. But we got to that point because that's what we get the most out of. You I agree. know what I mean? Yeah. We like that the most. Well, we keep, keep trying to go back to that.
0: I, uh, uh. I, 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 I definitely get the most out of it emotionally and mentally. Yeah. But but then it's not worth it in the end if I get injured and I can't train at all because then I, that I that also. affects me so negatively mo- emotionally. All right, well, let's get your mind off it. Uh, mm. What are your thoughts on Philip Seymour Hoffman? I'm really hurt by it. You know, I was talking to uh, Anderson about it yesterday Yeah. and Rune. Um, for those of you who don't listen to Love Line, they are the engineer and video guy of our radio show. And I was talking about it beforehand about how uh, about, I don't know, what was it, a year ago or so when um, Whitney Houston passed away? Mm-hmm. I went on the air and I, I wasn't making fun of anybody. I just said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of <coughs> I'm kind of blown away by how people are like crying and stuff. I mean, yeah. she sang songs. It's a yeah. what, uh, come on, stop it. But she also had a long, you know, addictive struggle with no real recovery. There yeah. was a little bit. Well, no, but my my point was is that people like were showing up at uh, her home in New Jersey, and and they were you know were talking about how like it really affected their life. You'd see them on the news crying and stuff. And I was kind of you know giving them shit, saying uh, like, "Come on, she's a singer. I understand she's very talented, but she's a singer. Stop it." And then Philip Seymour Hoffman died. And I was so, so deeply touched by uh, numerous performances of his uh, that I was actually sad. I mean, I felt yeah. like someone I cared about, someone I knew in my life
2: but, but had don't passed you, away. Don't you know a bunch of old timers that remind you of him? Yeah. I got a bunch of guys in my life that are, are identical to him in terms of their affect and their style and their their duration of sobriety and when they got sober and the length that they're using, the kind of using – God damn! Especially, like, they, they're always the greatest guys. Especially um, heroin users. You know, oh, yeah, opiates, like, yeah like, they always, Well, they're always poly drug go to opiate. You know, yeah. that's the thing. And uh, they're just all the same guy. They're just, and they're and they're some of the. They're always really artistic, right? You know these guys. Yeah. No, you're right. Oh my god! So I know I, I now now that this is all public, what his recovery was like and stuff. I feel like I I knew him a little bit too. I mean, not 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 in a grandiose way, but I just I get who he is.
0: I was so I mean I essentially I just wanted to kind of first apologize to those people, you know, not like anybody's listening or anybody's expecting my apology, but it's just like in in a general sense, just for the sake of saying it, because I put kind of a negative energy out there around the Whitney Houston fans and mm-hmm. I'm now experiencing the exact same thing. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm mean, I I'm naming my daughter after a, mo- a performance of his essentially, you know, Which like a, a movie that he was in. Which his performance inspired my wife and I so much that we're naming our daughter that so Which what? I can't say it because my oh. wife doesn't
2: want me to say what my de- oh. daughter's name is. Oh 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 oh. How how does your wife feel about his de- demise?
0: I don't think she was as affected as I was. Yeah. Uh for for numerous reasons. One I don't I, I think she my wife is an actress so she I think respected him more professionally mm. but I don't think that because of his recovery and because of the roles he did play. Um I don't think emotionally she was as attached to
2: Did you uh, ever see feelings. Pirate Radio? Yes, of course Well, well, not of course because that had a very short run here. I actually saw it like in, UK, in the UK or something because it was much pop- more popular over there. It was, yes. It reminded me so much. I mean, that's the way radio was in the US in the 80s was, I, and,
0: I just can't, you know, because it's so different for me and my, you know, I'm, I spent my entire adult life doing radio. I can't believe that radio was really like that. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah It's nuts. I mean,
2: oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah It, it felt very familiar to watch that K-Rock circa 1984, identical. It just wasn't at C, but it, was, it might as well have been. Yeah. It, it,
0: it's kind of like, I think, where people get the idea of what radio personalities are like. Uh, you know, and then they meet them nowadays, and they're like, wait, you're not- Well,
2: radio, you got to remember, radio historically, you know, think about it. Radio brought us rock and roll. Mm-hmm. That's why it happened, and, and Motown, yeah, because of radio. And then it became the- the, really the the groundswell of youth culture and counterculture, so it was always the wildest, most extreme characters and stuff and the 80 s was sort of the tail end of that you know it, it later it could become corporatized in the 90s and then it really went a whole different direction but 60, 50s and particularly 60s 70s and then into the 80s a little bit, radio was an extremely powerful force and and it's, it 's why I got involved in radio. I saw it, I could tell, I, I knew, you know, everyone carried a transistor radio, you know, to the beach or whatever. Everyone carried it with them. And it was, you know, it was, th- think of that the movie American Graffiti and the whole thing with Wolfman Jack, remember yeah, that? of course. Those of you that have seen it, you've got to see that movie because that was another sort of connection to how radio was sort of driving a youth community. And um, it seemed to me, as my in my 24-year-old fog when I got involved in radio, that it had been a very powerful force. For bad. <laughs> yeah. It, it really harmed people with the drugs and stuff, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And the sex and drugs part, I thought, was not being addressed in a healthy way. And boy, how interesting if you got in there, in this world, this weird world of radio, and started trying to drive healthier messages. That was my weird little notion that got me involved in radio. Isn't that weird? I, it's
0: a, it, is, it is. a It's a weird world, the world of radio. But it also is, even though it's seen better days. It's still a great world to oh, be in. It's exciting place. Oh, please, don't you get do me f- wrong. You do feel like you have a lot of power still. Uh, and It's very I, intimate. It's very and intimate. I think you and I are lucky to have the show that we do, You know, oh, compared please. to other uh, radio personalities, because we still kind of do. I mean, we do have a lot of uh, connection with the audience. And
2: well, and even this newer medium that we're speaking through right now, it feels like just an incarnation of radio. Sure. It's just it's just a, a different audience that goes collects us and is supposed to
0: tunes into us. Are you ready for? And I mean this. I'm I'm truly putting my my name behind this. All right. Are you ready for the greatest Germany or Florida ever? Oh, that's a tall bill to fill. I'm I'm going that far. All right. All right. Uh, this is a a game that Adam Carolla, the great Ace Man, used to play with Drew on Loveline, uh, and we will play it right now. I will provide you, Doctor Drew. A story,
2: you tell me Germany or Florida. Let, let, let's preface it a little more. Like on my HLM pl- program, we just play Florida or Florida. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's,
0: but, I had been getting that way. Yeah. Uh, but the, I had discovered such a great story that is so, it so combines kind of the hallmark
2: all right, so, behavior so let, all right, of both areas. All right. All right. And let's, let's get to it so people get the sense of what we're talking about. Last Sunday, two men went into a liquor store. Okay, hold on. Uh-huh. So it's got it we gotta be a place that sells liquor on a Sunday. Two men. And it's a place not, not such a church going place, so it leans a little towards uh, Germany. All right. Liquor stores, do they have liquor stores in Germany? Germany's an awful lot of beer. I don't remember seeing liquor stores, but go ahead.
0: Two men went into a liquor store and tried to buy a case of beer. Do they have cases of beer in Germany? Again, see, we're getting a little bit towards Florida. All right. The man working there told them that they did not stock their favorite brand that they were asking for. Mm. All seemed to be going fine until 20 minutes later when the two men returned holding a gas can. It is beer, to be be fair now, so that's Germany. According to police, they briefly spoke with the the shopkeeper before pouring fuel all over the entrance to the store. Yeah. They then set it on fire and ran away. The fire, which was put out by the shopkeeper, caused a small amount of damage to the front of the store. Police are still looking for the two men who, as they ran away, exclaimed that that's what you get
2: for not carrying our favorite brand of beer. Uh, and do we get to find out what the favorite brand was? Is it something? I uh, It would give it away now, but I mean, do we, do we, are you going to be able to tell us? Yes. Oh. Uh. So,
0: two men tried to buy some beer. Store
2: didn't have the brand they wanted, so they set fire to it. I'm going to Florida. Because um, here's my re- my reasoning. Um, one floor, mm-hmm. everything's one, everything's one floor in Florida, right? Um, cops, yeah. <laughs> uh, gasoline. I don't think about Germans like having gas cans around. Have you ever uh, been to Ramstein
0: concert? It's nothing but fire and pyro and okay. All gas. right, so that
2: that negates it. Okay. Um, Liquor store sounds Florida to me, and, and but the beer, they're buying beer. But if you couldn't buy a beer at a liquor store, there's beer everywhere in Germany. So you just go next door and order a beer or whatever. Such
0: a strange story. That happened in Dortmund, Western ah! Germany. So Florida. I know. What was the beer brand? Bexgold. <laughs> you don't carry Bexgold in Dortmund? If you
2: said Bexgold, it, it would have cinched Florida.
0: You don't carry Beck's gold in Dortmund, West Germany. You get your shop set on fire. Oh my God! The only reason I would have known that it was not Florida
2: is the guys didn't get shot. If you're the, a shopkeeper, the, yep, if you're yep. a
0: shopkeeper in Florida and guys yep. are lighting your place on fire, you bl- you fucking yep. break them off.
2: You know what? You know what? That's that's the deal breaker right there. Yeah. If I had thought of that, that would have done it. Had you hear about that school in Salt Lake City?
0: They realized they have like it's a public school, so they realized they have like uh, kids that hadn't paid their full lunch plan for the month. Right. Forty students yeah. in Uintah Elementary. These are little kids, elementary school. Uintah, u-, u not Utah. Uintah, Uintah <laughs> Elementary. Utah is not a weird enough word. We have to. <laughs> it's in Salt Lake City. It's in Salt Lake City School District. Okay. All right. They found out that forty families had not completed payment on the child school plan. Uh, oh, chul- I, think I heard about Lunch this. plan, yeah, yeah. So, at lunchtime, a school nutrition department member showed up to kind of rectify the problem. Yeah. The kids, these 40 children had already been served their lunch. Mm-hmm. So you you would imagine that they, you know, just let the kids finish their meals and then maybe give them a letter to take home to mom and dad or Yeah. Uh, no, they went all to all 40 kids in front of everyone at the school and threw their lunch away. Because they
2: weren't supposed to bring a lunch.
0: Fucking insane. Yeah. They took the kids' tray. No, it was cafeteria, like the lunch they got served. They hadn't paid for it. Oh, because they
2: hadn't paid. I see.
0: And these kids who uh, had nothing to do with this, it's their parents that, you know, these are 10-year-old children, they took the trays from out under their fucking mouths and threw them away,
2: didn't hold on to them. Already been served. Are you fucking out of your mind? There's so much today about the way our bureaucrats, our bureaucracies, our government are, um... Intruding into our lives in ways that it, it happens so slowly. I don't think people are noticing it, but it's getting weird. What is happening? Right? Like that's insanity. Yeah. Everything yeah.
0: has to be so formal now, so that right. no the one spirit, gets
2: sued. That's right. The spirit of everything is gone. Like, hey, we'll send a home letter. The spirit is, hey, let's get paid here. Come on, we're we're a community. We're a local school. Right. Let's get it going here. We got to pay up. And if you have trouble paying, let's you know come talk to the principal. No, no. No Gestapo's in. Yeah, throwing away the mashed potatoes.
0: It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that one really struck me as like hurtful. You know, yeah. I mean, I just thinking about what those poor ten year old kids had to go through, who absolutely had nothing to do with that. Speaking of hurtful, yeah. Any opinion on the Woody Allen thing? No. Uh, well, uh, hold on, Doctor Drew. Just you, hold on to that thought, and I'll I'll must I'll let it kind of sit, and then Herculate. I'll tell you what I think. Valentine's Day is rapidly approaching. It's next week, people. So let's face it: sending online flowers it sucks. We've all been burned. Nineteen ninety nine somehow becomes seventy four fifty, What shows up isn't Easily. what you ordered. It's right. mostly these dead wilted pieces of junk, and then you get uh, spam nonstop for the next seventeen years of your life. This is why thebooks.com, dot com. That's t h hmm. e b o u q s dot com. Books uh, the books, because, uh, they take the bouquets and they simplify them. Get it? So the books.com sends flowers straight from sustainable farms on an mm. active volcano in South America. Seriously. Whoa. It's no joke. And they charge a flat rate of just 40 bucks with free delivery. You heard it. So your loved one gets beautiful flowers and so you these save are cash. Be those the roses?" They're 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 all a variety of crazy f- flowers that are Like b- the South
2: Americas where you get those huge huge flowers. Yeah,
0: like uh wow. speaking of Woody Allen, it's like uh w- w- the sleeper, remember that movie? Oh yeah. When he goes to the future and they <laughs> the have like bananas. monstrous uh, he vegetation, slips giant banana peel. Yeah. That's the type of of uh, flowers you're getting. They're like roided out flowers. Wow. 2 dozen roses. 2 do- get ready for Valentine's Day people with the books, okay? It's offering 25% off when you order M- you, or enter the code M-A-D at checkout. That's for Mike and Drew. M-A-D. For 40. 30 bucks. Oh, 30 bucks. With all okay. free delivery. Okay? okay. Okay. So go to thebooks.com. That's yeah, yeah. thebooks.com. I am B-O-U-Q-S. T-H-E-B-O-U-Q-S.com. Okay. Click on the shop button at the top of the page and send that special someone the freshest, longest lasting flower bouquet. Don't forget. Hmm. Okay. Order by February 7th for Valentine's Day. And uh, that uh, guarantees Valentine's Day delivery, and you use the code M-A-D, you get 25% off. Huh. Boom. Okay? Boom. Fascinating. Yes. I'm literally doing it right now. All right. I think I might do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I, Woody Allen. Yeah. What do you think? <sighs> I feel like <coughs> if he hasn't been charged with anything, there's no need to, like, dis- there's no need to not support him but at the same time I can understand why we shouldn't
2: be like celebrating the guy right he 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 took a lie detector test they investigated his psychiatric records and nothing turned up suspicious yeah although the prosecuting judge still was concerned and he did there's a really interesting 60-minute interviews online from the 1992 era where he he seems kind of convincing Mm -hmm. but I today talked to a woman who dated him when she was 17 and he was 42? All right. And this woman was—that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> this woman, <laughs> this woman was very defensive about what? Like, how dare you suggest there's a problem with him? She was extremely like, he's fine, he's great, he tra- treated me well. And they had a two-year relationship. And then she goes on to say, she goes, well, I was from this horribly disturbed family, and so I was wild and was looking for you know crazy things. And I thought, well, that makes you a perfect target for p- people that are yeah. you know exploiting. Well, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know what to make of it. I, 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 Woody Allen said that uh, Mia Farrow called him like a week before she made the allegations and said, I have something really horrible planned for you. You've taken my daughter from me. I'm going to make sure you never see your daughter again. <laughs> It's it's I and I don't and the idea of taking issue with a victim, you know what I mean? Right. Questioning the victim, it hurts all victims, right? That's the and really. That's, part see, about this is this.
0: where I'm. It's on. Tr- it's on really, really thin ice here because you don't want to in any way downplay or or somehow negate someone who's been abused, right? You know, it's so important that we always give them their voice but at the same time if woody woody allen woody harrelson Mm -hmm. woody allen's being accused of something he didn't do that's almost equally as gross he's being a victim too then we'll get our thoughts together don't move introducing a breakthrough in cat litter from arm and hammer
2: arm and hammer clump and seal is totally different than what i've used before even after seven days it was odor free there was some sort of sealing magic happening Only clump
0: and seal forms a tight seal around odor and destroys it with unique Arm & Hammer odor eliminators and baking soda. For a 7-day odor-free home, guaranteed.
2: I've tried every product. This is really pretty remarkable.
1: New clump and seal cat litter. 7-day odor-free home, guaranteed. Look on the package for $3 off. This is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention, because there's a special toll-free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down, or put it in your cell phone, 1-800-652-3707. That's 1-800-652-3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing Student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call 1-800-652-3707 for free information today. That's 1-800-652-3707.
2: Welcome back to the Mike and Dr. Drew Show. Dr. Drew. Hey, wait, wait. Before we change topics, I want to finish the Woody Allen thing. Did you see what his son, the the one that's estranged from Mia, has said now? Yeah. He's a licensed therapist, and he was in the midst of all this, and he sees it very clearly. And he does not blame Woody Allen. In fact, he has vivid memories of the day that this was supposed to have gone down.
0: It does strike me as odd that the only (laughs) time... They've ever brought this up was in prior to this was custody during battle. the custody yeah, battle. Yeah.
2: Oh, wonder what that is. Uh, it's just odd. I don't yeah.
0: know. But you know, Woody Harrelson has done himself zero favors Woody, Woody with Allen. his. Woody God, Allen. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Woody Allen has done himself zero favors by being so eccentric, if you will. I mean, yeah,
2: and dating young girls. Right.
0: He yeah, he yeah. he doesn't exactly have a track record that that bodes well for him. And yeah. on top of that, his silence through all this has also kind of. Only opened up Pandora's box, yeah. you know, for people's speculation.
2: Yeah. Anyway, what do you want to get into?
0: Uh Candace Swanpole.
3: Uh.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm sending you a picture right now. I want all you right. to take I want you to analyze how she showed up to a party over Super Bowl weekend and all tell right. me like if I'm not justified in killing her. <laughs> if I were to see her like that.
2: <laughs> you have an urge to cut off the heads of all women that are beautiful and you can't have.
0: Yeah. I almost killed Nancy O'Dell today. Oh, yeah, she's cool. She sure is. She sure yeah. is a good-looking woman.
2: Uh, That's quite a dress.
0: You Are you with me on that? Yeah. Okay, if you look like her and you go out like that. Somebody will cut your head off. It's off to Never Never Land <laughs> with, the, with the Mikester.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, she models underwear. Yeah, she sure mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I could successfully fuck her.
2: No, you're married. You no, no, I meant
0: if my wife was like never born or something. <laughs> uh, like I don't know if I could actually achieve sex with it. Like It'd I don't be know. Too if I could... much. Yeah. You'd, like
2: you'd have to you just you lose you couldn't you couldn't catch your breath.
0: I just continue jizzing before I even <laughs> got it in her. It'd just be an overwhelming jizz fountain. <laughs> oh my. Holy mackerel. I, don't know. I just found a new Brazilian. Oh yeah? Yeah. I want you to google this doctor. Do you have no. a computer in front of you? Not really. Oh, you son of a bitch. All right, fine. Expect a text in the next oh, like, 10 minutes or so. All right. Hey, how about uh How about Clay Aiken? What he's, happened? He's going to run for uh I believe Congress? Really? <laughs> Interesting. See, no, he's running for Yeah, he he's going to run for a uh, uh, he, he's going to be congressman in North Carolina. He's can going to run dramatic, uh, democratically.
2: I'm surprised there aren't more. I mean, so much of this stuff now is dependent on media reach and, you know, dollar spent advertising. I'm surprised more celebrities aren't into this because they have a platform to operate from.
0: Did you know that supposedly... <laughs> <laughs> did you know that supposedly uh, <laughs> Justin Bieber was smoking so much dank weed on his private jet on the way to the Super Bowl that the pilots had to wear... Oxygen masks to not get inebriated,
2: not just not get inebriated. They wore them so you know pilots get random drug screening all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, and, that's a good and point. they didn't want even to be a possibility that their the urine screen would come out positive, which it probably would have. That's the I best. Mean, think it, about it.
0: Like that's how much weed they were smoking. The I pilots know. were concerned.
2: I know. <laughs> 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 and and they were being abusive to the flight attendant, which is kind of interesting. Well, I mean, they must have been drinking too. Then he's right? a teenage you know, billionaire. I'm but I'm mean, he's not more abu- abusive. I'm just saying the the weed doesn't usually make people abusive.
0: No, but a billion dollars will at 19. Yeah, you I, think? You, I, 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 there's not enough coeludes and weed in the world. Is he really?
2: Is he actually a billionaire?
0: He's close enough that, like, I'm not sounding like an asshole just to use that word.
2: You know, I stopped on The uh, the Insider for a couple minutes today, mm-hmm. and they were showing a birthday party of his younger... Wait,
0: time I'm sorry, pause. Physically, you stopped in, or you just No, did... no, I okay. just
2: was flipping around, and I just... I saw the oh, Bieber... Oh, you were watching, okay. Yeah, I flipped around the television, They they had a Bieber report, and uh, And they were... Because <laughs> I'm interested in what this dad's all about. And it was a birthday party for the younger kid, like a six-year-old. hmm And, um... The, everyone was, you know, b was being appropriate and nice to the little kids and stuff. And they sing happy birthday. At the end of happy, happy birthday, the dad smashed the six-year-old's face into his cake. <laughs> it was one of the most bizarre, fucked up things I've ever seen. The kid starts screaming in, in terror.
0: Six years old?
2: Yes. Oh, that's pretty rough. It was. And the kid was just sh- shocked and, and freaked out. And the dad thought that was so funny. I, that to me was, ex- th- that spoke volumes to me. I agree he he doesn't uh i don't okay
0: far be it from me to judge people or make fun of people who um might put a young boy into dangerous uh situations i mean i mm-hmm. was the guy who pepper sprayed a little boy Oh, yeah, you know, sure. and gotten a wiffle ball bat fight with him. You know, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I've done definitely done my fair share of like dumb stuff with young little boys. <laughs> Take that however you will.
2: You weren't the dad, though,
0: right? No, no, no. But what I was to say is, you know what I wouldn't do. What what embarrasses what what hurts me more about that? <laughs> excuse me, I'm burping. Is how embarrassed that six year old boy probably was. Oh, of course. More hurt than his face or whatever it was. It was. all
2: cameras everywhere. Exactly. It was that yeah. he hurt. His pride was hurt. That, that's
0: so fucked up to do that to a kid. Yes. If you're, it's, if you're it's a,
2: severely, severely yeah. abusive. It really was. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. yeah a lot cool. of people think they're being funny when they abuse kids. Yeah. Ugh, some it's
0: In some ways, I do think it is kind of funny.
2: Oh, it, it's it's... I understand the impulse of humor but to have such bad empathic failure and such bad judgment
0: yeah oh yeah no exactly i mean for instance i always my nephew and he and his buddies are over and when it's just them like it'll be like him and two of his little buddies if they're hanging out at my parents house and i happen to be there i will push one of them in the pool you know what i'm saying like i will do that that's a guarantee but i wouldn't do that if it was like a party you know because i wouldn't want to embarrass the kid yeah i know you know what i'm saying like so i'm i'm definitely with with press there i'm definitely one to to screw with kids yeah i love it i love to bust their balls but i would never think to do that in a way that would like really harm their harm harm them emotionally you know yeah right i don't know that's that's pretty rough but uh what else i had something awesome to talk to you about and Uh i screwed it all up
2: i saw your brazilian friend you you texted me oh
0: yeah i want to talk to you about how Utah? I talked to you yesterday about the Utah school district, uh-huh. and I was really, really upset about that. I want to talk to you now about um, how Utah is handling their homeless situation.
2: Hmm.
0: It's very strange, and it's very pragmatic. It, it's very, it seems very on par with what you would expect from Utah, which is a very conservative place. They looked at the. The burden of a homeless citizen in the state of Utah. And, Anderson, can you cut that tone or at least cut it in here? I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I hate to... Well, it's it's getting on. All... <laughs> Drew, do you hear that? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. So, um, anyway, they they took the idea of, like, a homeless person and yeah. they measured it. Uh, simply... Uh, on its burden financially, and yeah. they found that it costs about eighteen thousand dollars a year per person for hospital visits, um, uh, yeah, emergency hospitals, uh, clothing, Salvation Army type stuff, arrests, <laughs> you know, back and forth from from different type of uh, holding tanks, anything, anything like that. It's about uh, eighteen grand per person. If they were to just take open land and build housing and give anybody who doesn't have a residence, give them that house, and then kind of encourage them to go out and find a job, no strings attached, it's about 9000 bucks a year. So what? well over half. Wow. So what they're going to do is just build places and say, no strings attached, homeless people, go live here.
2: Wow. Now, interesting.
0: Now, a percentage of them may may uh, go and, and, uh, and, and drink and become alcoholic. A percentage of them may be mentally ill and never do anything with this home. But a good percentage of them
2: is going to use that as a springboard to get their life back together. Oh, I, I don't know. There's a lot of mental illness there. Sure. Unless they provide the mental, mental health services. Right,
0: uh, that I don't know. But <coughs> m- this was largely created by a, a very conservative Republican, mostly I would imagine mostly Mormon Congress there in Utah you know, congressmen and, and, and senators, state senators yeah. and government. And they they looked at it from a strictly financial standpoint. But yeah, as it. a byproduct of it, it seems like a pretty humane, moral thing to do.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. And I, I'm always really happy. <laughs> right. if once and for all, we'll solve the issue. You know, we'll 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 resolve the question. Yeah. Of is it just about the housing and resources? You know, which, of course, it's it's going to be more. But maybe they'll provide that. I don't know if it's. I don't know if that's even
0: feasible in a place like California. Certainly no, not in big. Certainly too not big. in Los Angeles County. You know, yeah. they, where are they going to put people? You know, like, what are... The idea of, of it in Utah can work because they can just build a building. If you do that in Los Angeles County, how many buildings are you going to build and where are you going to find the space? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. But I was thinking about it. If we were to offer that more comprehensive, no strings attached, we don't need your drug test, we don't need your nothing, how many, what percentage of the of the... Uh, homeless in in a big city like this would be mentally ill or drug addicted or and and who are who has
2: just seen bad luck you know? Uh, ninety percent they they have the data. It's like ninety percent are are mentally ill. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Or, or drug, addict, you know. Did you ever see the book? <coughs> Sorry, the movie, The Soloist.
0: I I did not see it, but I, it I know what you're talking about.
2: It was a great. It was Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Jamie Foxx. Think it was. Now and,
0: that that the story
2: that that movie was based on was true. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. It was it was a Juilliard brilliant musician who developed schizophrenia ended up on the street and they repeatedly gave him places to stay and tried to you know apartments and houses and you know support and he kept going out on the street. That's where he wanted to be yeah and so it was really nasty, really bad it's Ugh.
0: it's very strange um and and again, it just harkens back to what you and I have agreed upon is the biggest problem with our country. W- uh, this country has a lot of problems. Education is a big one. But the biggest is that we don't at all acknowledge as pr- in a professional manner or as just by and large our citizenship doesn't understand mental illness.
2: No. Right. I was yelling today about uh, Selena Gomez, mm-hmm. you know, saying that she went to rehab. She's not good at rehab. She went to the Meadows, which is a trauma treatment center. Right. Uh, which treats addiction and dual diagnosis, and and trauma-related illnesses like panic PTSD disorder, and and stuff. PTSD, and love addiction, sex addiction, this kind of stuff. And and the her people went, well, she went to a rehab. Okay, the, the term rehab means nothing anymore. It means zero. I, it, I, I'm capitulated to the idea that at least people are just going to use the term rehab for chemical dependency treatment, mm-hmm. whether it's in a hospital or in a residential treatment. There's all these different levels of care, but okay, that's just become the... The sort of catch-all for chemical dependency treatment, but now it also signifies psychiatric care. Yes, which is ridiculous, right? And and, it, and the, to me, the, to me, it, it, this is a no. Oh, Anderson lost him. No, you didn't. God oh. damn it! I kicked the microphone. But, <laughs> but here, here's the deal: is that I got too upset. Is that it's to call everything to go? Okay, we can talk about chemical dependency and we can talk about rehab, and we can say that somebody went to rehab, but didn't does, doesn't have an addiction problem. Well, you have to meet these are hospitals. You have to meet criteria. So I I looked at the Meadows and they they treat depression, PTSD, all the stuff, but you have to meet criteria for those diagnoses, and you have to be at a subacute level of care. And why couldn't you say I have panic disorder? I I I have generalized anxiety disorder with panic and. I got treatment for a long time. It's good. It's a good thing. Yeah, and say you know I have whatever I have. Well, or, or say nothing. You're not. You're a entitled Disney to star. confidential care. Saying I'm under. I'm sick right now. I'm in a doctor's care. I'm going to the hospital. Well, don't I, say I'm exhausted. Don't say I'm dehydrated. Yeah. And don't say I'm going to rehab, but not chemical dependency treatment. Cause, I mean, because it, it just stigmatizes anybody that is getting mental health services. I agree with I agree with you up to a point where it's like you don't
0: you should then don't say anything. I mean, yeah. I do think it is helpful, especially for young girls who get a lot of pressure put on them. I don't think any of them as much pressure as Selena Gomez gets, but I do think it's nice for them to hear that hey, sometimes shit gets to you. Yes, and she and, may- and
2: you, and she goes and takes care. I listen. Hats off to her for doing it. Right, that's the important thing. She, but but no, but but the young people are going to get the benefit of that uh, modeling. Because they're going to hear it as sort of some chemical dependency issue or something. Right. They're not going to hear it as, "Hey, I've got psychiatric symptoms. I'm going to get treatment." But then, not a big but deal. then,
0: do you then you you don't agree with the fact that she then came out and said the, specifically that it's not for chemical dependency? You don't think no, that message gets uh, translated? She should have said,
2: "I'm going to a residential psychiatric facility, not rehab." Okay. Rehab. And, what is that? Rehab right. is, is stigmatizing.
0: It is. It is. Do you think that in any way, <laughs> and I don't even know if you, you're able to answer this question, but do you think in any way she, that was her people and not her? I mean, maybe she didn't even have control over the over the.
2: Uh, you know, I sort of don't care. Public, I, I, I yeah. certainly don't want to blame a young kid for this. Sure. Uh, it, it's undoubtedly her people. Um, and, and, again, she should be completely entitled to confidential care. Absolutely she should be able to say I'm—, I'm Got some medical issues I'm getting taken care of way right back in a month that that's fine, but we're adding to stigma when we say you can't talk about psychiatric disturbances for reals we have to we have to use a sort of euphemism yeah. we'll call it rehab because to admit this is a psychiatric hospital too shaming too difficult impossible I agree you see yeah and no and I mean <laughs> we've seen it
0: specifically with kind of pop stars yep. female pop stars is that yep. that's the way to handle it is that you it, somehow a well, no. psychiatric De- Demi disease. Demi Lovato.
2: No, no, Demi Lovato has said I have an eating disorder. Got treatment. Eating disorder center. Well, perfect. I wasn't thinking of her. Right. I
0: was thinking of others. Um, Brittany comes to mind. You know. Oh the- well, she she too
2: was in a locked psychiatric facility. There. Right, but it, nev-
0: no one ever said that. It was always oh, a different. I said
2: it. There was no no one. No one ever had to because that all happened all very publicly. People may not have understood what they were seeing, but mm-hmm. there was no there was no blushing that one down. That, that was what it was. That was locked, fourteen-day hold, severe psychiatric problems.
0: I'm looking at, I I'm still definitely paying attention to you, but I'm looking at the the breakdown at uh, Utah.gov of mm-hmm. their housing works projected pro their project. It's a ten-year action plan.
2: I, I think that's awesome.
0: I do too, but I'm I'm just wondering, is this so kind of is this only <coughs> really applicable to a place like Utah with with open land and. Well, you got to remember, a lot
2: of states are like that. A lot of right. states. If I'm wondering, what California, what does
0: what does New York City, LA, Chicago, Detroit do? That's oh. my question. Yeah. You know, it's
3: Miami, Miami-Dade
0: County. It's a lot different. It is. It is. And it's it's
3: nuts. Man. Are you still talking about housing homeless people with no strings mm-hmm. attached? Yes. That, LA does do it. Actually, that's what my wife does for a living.
0: But not permanently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they put them
3: in housing uh, with we'll no strings it. attached. They don't have to get off drugs. Uh, they don't have to, like, you know, pee for tests or anything. They don't have to get a job. They're allowed to get it's called fifty for fifty. LA's put, fifty for fifty. We put them in apartments. Yeah. Right? Well I mean that's what yeah. housing is in LA. Right, right, right. no, no. You're but, not gonna they're not the homeless aren't moving into houses in New so York.
0: So I, I Utah, I'm, I'm not saying that this isn't correct. I because you're like you said, your wife does this. But so any guy or gal who's homeless in the city of Los Angeles can go to one of these places and and get if they yeah, if they,
3: they're if they're aware of it. They have to like hit three criteria. They have to be chronically homeless. They uh-huh. have to um be I believe uh, mentally ill, mm-hmm. and I think maybe uh, <laughs> abuse. Uh, they have to abuse drugs, drugs or alcohol, or alcohol. Okay. Yeah, they have to hit those three criteria. My wife actually goes; she hasn't done it lately. But they go hunting for homeless people, like in the parks early morning. I hate it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable with her going out. And I wouldn't that, That's what that's she does.
0: Very dangerous. And
3: they go up, and of course, most of them are so mentally ill that they don't believe what she's offering them. So it's kind of hard to actually get people to sign up.
2: I got gift. Oh, yeah. I got Not, not believe. They they just don't want to do it. They yeah. don't want to be part of a struggle. But she
3: does have some great. I mean, she tells me stories that make me cry, and then there's plenty of stories <laughs> where they just stay there for two weeks, trash the place, have parties, and then they're just gone yeah. forever.
2: Yeah. You know, and it's, it's so sad, man. Because... We should have her uh, on the podcast. She won't do it. Yeah, you know Anderson's Why wife. Not? You know Anderson's wife, Drew. Why not? Be.
0: Because she. I don't know. She'd be <laughs> talk about her work. But that's talking about her, in uh, in essence, and it doesn't seem like something Anderson's wife would She's be She's a very into.
2: shy person. Yeah. She needs to talk about her work. We need to educate. Come on. Uh, Try. Try to ask her. Too, uh, thank you,
0: you for listening. That was actually a uh, an interesting uh, Mike and Drew podcast. They all have been lately. Um, and next next time we do one, Dr. Drew, I want to talk to you about fake tits. <laughs> and how I'm like blown away by them what not boner wise I just I'll, I'll get into it next time yeah my uh, wife won't time. do this
3: show you see Drew you see Drew mm-hmm. I'm gonna, like gonna Mike, shit in you your me? wife
0: I'm gonna shit in your wife now. don't uh, start
3: with me dude
0: I love you me. all tonight.